When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. I'm your host, Scott Kakadal, and uh, this week we are joined by lacrosse assistant coach Jake Richard. Jake, thanks for the time. Scott, thank you for having me. Great to be here. I'm a big fan of yours. You know that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. I know. Is this accurate? This is your 17th season at Marquette. Is that true? <laughs> it feels that way, yeah. It's interesting. I've, uh, a fun fact that was shared with me is that you have been a part of every men's lacrosse game since it started as a player and a coach. Is that accurate, number one? If not, let's pretend it is. And just talk a little about that, trying to wrap your head around that, that you've been around uh, since 2013, right? Yeah, for, first of all, um, there's a plethora of scrimmages in that year one where they did not compete uh, that I was not a part of. Uh, so in respect to the year one guys, I'm going to say I wasn't there. Um, but any official competition, I have been here. And it's uh, really just been uh, – and not to sound cheesy at all, but just an honor to represent Marquette for so long and and to kind of have my hand in and where this program's going and, and play a small role. So I'm really proud of what we've accomplished, where we've been, and really proud of where we're going. I don't think any uh, 
any student athlete, any student really, when they get to a campus is thinking about, you know, what kind of impact uh, a college or a university is going to have on my life. But as you look back, did you have any indication when you were kind of getting to Marquette that this was going to be a place that you would be here for now almost 10 years? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me again. <laughs> as Scott says with a smile on his face, um, absolutely not is the answer. I Coming from Philadelphia, I think a really attractive point of coming out to play lacrosse at Marquette was being able to kind of uh, – do something new and play a big role in it. And so I knew certainly that um, that opportunity was here. But then it led to kind of diving into the community here and the people here and, and even the greater community of Milwaukee um, and, and truly finding a, a home here. Uh, and, and then I married a, a girl from the Midwest and uh, she played volleyball here at Nikki Barnes. And, and, uh, and so I really found uh, my family, not to sound corny at all, my family and really started building out my life here. And, and just, I guess the, what Marquette does is it allows you to kind of give your entire self to it. And, and it gives you the opportunity to really um, succeed in a lot of ways. You talk about um, obviously starting as a player and, and building the program and all the work that, that went into that. Um, and, and I think that's been well documented you know, kind of the growth. And I've talked to a couple people, um, you know, in the professional ranks that have said, you know, getting to that highest level, achieving that success is the easy part. Maintaining it is now the difficult part. Can you talk a little about that now as you transition to a coach and what you've seen and, and what uh, you think needs to happen to keep, I mean, you guys had a, a tremendous amount of success early on, almost like, hey, oh, this is easy. Let's, you know, we can win and get that done. But staying there is, is even harder, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Marquette made it obvious that we we can compete at the highest level of the sport early on, and continue to do so as the years go on, as we as we take on blue bloods and and, and have success. But you're absolutely right. Maintaining success is really challenging, and that's why if you look at pro sports, there's only so many franchises that are able to sustain championships for many years, and those are the teams that people talk about. Um, for us, and we're, we're so fortunate to be part of a sport that has a ton of parity at the, the highest level. Every year, uh, it could be anybody that, that wins the national championship. And so we have to not get caught up in the wins and losses because ultimately sometimes the wins and losses, you, you can't really control. You, you, you can play great and, and just kind of lose a day. Um, and so what's more sustainable is just diving into the culture and how you do things. I think culture can be a bit of a buzzword, but when the guys truly uh, build habits and, and uh, routines and relationships that, that are trending in a really positive direction, that's stuff that, that really is sustainable and, and that's gonna have a great outcome regardless. Now, what that means we'll win the national championship or go to the final four, uh, there's a little bit of luck in that, but if it means we're gonna be more successful than not over the long, long period of time, uh, I think that's what you can expect. And I think that's what we're, we're building and focusing on. Um, and we're really proud of the kids we're recruiting and, and they've, and Coach Dimmel's leadership has been fantastic. Um, just in, investing in the important things. And, and Coach Poyon came in seamlessly as well. Uh, and the guys have just kind of continued in stride and, and done a, a fantastic job.
Well, and it's got to be a tremendous uh, experience for you guys to have too, having reached the NCAAs, having won some Big East titles and knowing what it takes to get there. And now you're trying to tell the, the next set of guys what those expectations are, right? Yeah, well, we're really proud of the legacy that we've, we have here um, of great players and, and championships. And especially in recruiting, when we talk to kids, they remember seeing uh, Marquette win that Big East title uh, in 2016 and beat the number one team in the country at Denver, who was kind of unbeatable at that time. Um, and, and that kind of caught, uh, put a glimmer in the eyes of kids and, and they wanted to be a part of doing something different. And so all our guys obviously on the team now know that and the kids that we're recruiting really value that. And they want to they take that next step and do what hasn't been done. And so I think that's what make Mar makes Marquette really attractive is that opportunity. Uh, just so you know, too, if you don't want people to give you a hard time about how long you've been here, don't use the word legacy, okay? <laughs> just a little little podcast tip here in the middle of this one. I'm a uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you talk a little bit about, you know, the new guys. And, and if anybody knows the program, it's you. I mean, how beneficial is that in recruiting as an assistant coach at your alma mater that started a program and, and, and transitioned right away to the coaching staff? Uh, you talking you know, about there is obviously a new coach, you know, in, in working with that as well. You talking about uh, me personally, or like uh, yeah, just the ability to sell that to recruits is you know nobody knows Marquette. Some would say Mr. Marquette uh, Jordan. I just ran into him. Actually said that as I was walking in. So about me that you're Mr. Marquette. Yeah, goodness, that's uh, that's a lot. Um, no, I think that what it does is uh, I always say to recruits how. I have the perspective of a student athlete and a coach and uh, I've been around this program for a long time. And even more importantly though, I've been around the athletic department in the school. And so one, I think it presents a very honest perspective, one that people can certainly trust. Um, and I think that's all people are looking for when making a decision in recruiting is that they want to know that they can trust you and, and know that they're truly getting the information uh, that is, that is true. And so, I, the, the selling point, of course, I'm proud and, and really excited about the program, everything it offers. But, it, I mean, Marquette's an easy sell just based on the people, obviously not including you, uh, everybody else. That was <laughs> just, a good one. I'm proud of you on that one. Just, that will be edited out. Oh, there we go. Uh, just based on the people that, that we've had here and the, the professors from the top down, the leadership of the university, um, and like I've said, the city of Milwaukee, it, it really speaks for itself. And, and, I, and a lot of times when we talk to recruits, they're not from the, the Midwest area. And so we just got to get them in, interested enough to come out and see it. And when they meet people at Marquette and they see the community and they see the city, it all speaks for itself. So um, it's not me. It's, I'm really excited and, and proud to represent a great product. And Marquette's a special place. Was coaching always something that you had in the back of your mind? Obviously, I know you're still playing. Uh, if, if it wouldn't have worked out, it, I, I think you were looking to go back to work, go in San Francisco to work in the, some kind of industry. Maybe talk about how that happened and, and taking advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think I knew coaching was always something that I could do and, and really enjoy. Um, and honestly, I didn't consider it straight out of college strictly because – 
uh, I thought there needed to be a little bit more of an age gap or there's a, it is a tough job to break into with graduate assistant volunteer roles. Um, and there's, we have a great alumni connection out in the Bay area. So that was top of my mind. And I, I figured that if I, I didn't enjoy that, I could always come back into coaching and, and truly love it. Then, uh, it just so happened that Coach Thimble, who was here as the defensive coordinator, had just left to go to Yale. Um, and so there was a vacancy and, and Coach Amplo and, and Coach Brundage, who I'm incredibly grateful to, uh, thought of me. And they gave me the opportunity to, to break in right away uh, as a full-time coach. And my brother was on the team. And as I said, my uh, soon-to-be wife was uh, still at the school. And so it was kind of like a, an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. I, I knew the guys and, I, again, uh, I love the program and I love the school. So um, I, d I decided and, and thankful to them for to believing in me uh, to give it a shot. And, and I've loved it ever since. It's, it's been a really great job and love working with the guys and, and developing people. It's, it's ton, a ton of fun. Well, and also along with that, obviously you're still playing professionally. Uh, you know, coaching, I think, helps and gives you the flexibility in the schedule, right? And it's, it's great for recruits to see you out there on TV and, I know you were uh, played a key role in the Premier Lacrosse League and their bubble, uh, an interesting time that you guys had this season. Maybe talk a little bit about that and how how much that has impacted being able to play as well still. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. Um, one, I'm really grateful to uh, the head coaches that I've had for in encouraging me and, and kind of giving me the grace to go out and play because they know I love it and they, they do see the value in it. So it's awesome that the, the value uh, complements each other as far as being a professional player and also coaching. Um, on top of that, I think the Premier Lacrosse League is doing something uh, for our sport that is really impactful. It, it's truly giving a platform and even a compensation that's desirable for kids upon graduation. It's still at the point where it's not a full-time job, but it's trending in that direction. And having the game on NBC, NBC uh, in millions of households, that kind of exposure is something that could really change the path of the sport. And, and the Premier College, I'm really grateful to, to be a part of it and, and to have that opportunity to play. You know, those, you don't know how many years you get. And so I, I'm, I'm just going to keep competing and, and enjoying it and, and doing everything I can because I want the guys that, play for me and play at Marquette to have that opportunity because it's it is such a special one to continue in the locker room upon graduation you don't it's not quite the same as college but it's the closest thing you'll get and it, it's a ton of fun and it's a really good life experience um and then in terms of the bubble again uh just shout out to the PLL they did an awesome job thinking of every detail Dr. Logan who led the charge there made it a really seamless and enjoyable experience uh, the players had nothing to want for in there, and, and uh, we had the opportunity to play in a global pandemic. I thought it was uh, kind of uh, those stories that give hope to hopefully some people out there who are stuck at home or not able to get out. And so that was really cool to be part of as well. Yeah, you guys were the first league, I think, to announce you were coming back, and it was Marquette was well represented out there, right? It wasn't just you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I love. Uh, the Marquette contingent out there. Uh, my brother Noah was playing for the Water Dogs and, and BJ Grill as well. And um, hopefully we got a couple more Marquette guys out there. But we, uh, we're really proud of the Marquette 
name that we wear in that league. And I think they all did very well for themselves and carry out a great reputation for us. What do you think needs to continue for the moment, the momentum to continue for that league? I mean, uh, post COVID when, when we get there, not if, when we get there. Well, let me ask you this guy, did you watch the games? You know what I did? Did you? I watched more. I watched more lacrosse uh, this spring than I have ever outside of Marquette team. Wow. I actually did. Okay. Uh, my buddy was the athletic trainer out there. I just watched a lot to see if I could see him on the uh, sideline, Adam Thomas, who I think you know. No, he was my team. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He is. He is absolute man. Um, okay, well, I thought I was going to catch you there. I was going to say something about how we got to get people like you to watch. But, um, you know, the PLL has done a great job. Uh, with social media, I think that's a powerful tool right now. Um, capturing an audience and their growth is exponential at this point, basically. And then it really comes down to TV, you know. It, once you get that major deal um, and you show strong viewership, as you know, in business, uh, that's that's when the money starts coming in and you can truly support a professional league. So there's a lot of momentum behind it, a ton of belief. The investments uh, into the league have been um, – consistent and, and so the the trend continues to be positive and, and we just have to continue to compete and put a great product out there and our, again the media team does I think hopefully you recognize that the coverage is really easy to watch there's a ton of cool angles um, really showcase the sport well we talked about it just briefly now but of course we can't go through a whole po podcast and not talk a little bit more about COVID and its impact on on Marquette specifically, and, and for you right now, two seasons, shut down last year, obviously, and it adjusted the fall. Um, you know, without going too far back, more looking ahead, how have the, this year's group handled it? And how are you guys doing with your practices and, and working around all these protocols? Yeah, um, to be honest, when we returned to school, I was very, I guess, uh, pessimistic. I didn't know that I didn't know what to expect. And the amount of work we've been able to do within the parameters and the guidelines we've been provided, we've been able to accomplish a lot. And that's not because of us as coaches. It's because the, the players, uh, and I really feel for the guys, they don't have an, a normal college experience. They have just accepted it and take it in stride and just squeezed everything they can out of it. And, and that's a tribute to the type of kids we have. Uh, whatever the challenge is, whatever the hurdle is, um, whatever those guidelines are that we have to operate within, um, they just take it on and, and go full force. And, and uh, because of that, we've been able to do as much as, as we can within, within the roles. And I'm really looking back. I didn't know that we'd be still going and, and even still we're, we're progressing. Just yesterday, we had our first full team practice with contact. And um, just like anything, like I was saying, the guys were fired up and came out. And we accomplished a lot and had a ton of fun. And so we're really grateful to Marquette and their leadership. And, and really grateful to Coach Stimmel and his leadership as, as we navigate this landscape. Um, and ultimately, grateful to our guys for being open and willing to just dive in. No, no complaints from our guys, and, and I'm really proud of that. You, you kind of, you know, I don't want to say you underplay that, but in, in, in your roles as a coaching staff, but, but why do you think that is? I, I, I would say it's because of the, the, you know, you said culture early on, 
that's the culture that's been built specifically within uh, the lacrosse program, right? And it doesn't have to just be the seniors leading. It's, it's everybody having to buy in. Yeah, no doubt. And like you said, it's, I think it's kind of uh, core to who we are. You, you look at the, I'll, again, recognize the first year guys who are here practicing, not playing a game, and they train their butts off. Um, and then for years, we didn't have a locker room or no bubble. We were practicing outside or we'd bust to uh, the U-line, an indoor facility to play in a hockey rink. Um, and, and so it just kind of became quarter where we are. You, you don't complain. You just get the job done. And, and on top of that, you, you really just have fun while you're doing it. You, the, those kind of challenges, and you look back at it in my career, are the ones that you talk about most with your, your teammates and your friends. Uh, they're the true memories that you guys that you can really lean on and so I'm confident that our guys uh, who continue that legacy of just no complaining and diving into one another will one day uh, hopefully soon look back and be like wow look what we did we uh, we accomplished so much despite these obstacles and you know what we actually had a lot of fun in it too uh, even though it was tough and, and so uh, I think that's a great point that you make and um I think hopefully we'll become more and more resilient to any adversity we face in the future because of how we've handled this. I'm going to write that down. I think that's the first compliment you've ever given me. So I'm going to just note that <laughs> quick. Um, He's got a rivalry for everyone who doesn't know. Frenemies is a word I would use. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier and how important it was for you to be able to get kids in and talking recruiting now, kids interested enough at least to come to Milwaukee, to come to campus and see everything that Marquette offers. Right now, that's not possible. Uh, how have you guys adapted and will you continue to adapt to try to provide that experience to these kids that you're, you're trying to get interested in the school? Yeah, so uh, the first tool, uh, I think nobody's a stranger to it anymore is Zoom. Um, and honestly, I think it's been a benefit and something will continue even after uh, COVID. The virtual visit and uh, we've had, we have a ton of talented people who work in media and marketing and are, uh, again, minus you, uh, <laughs> we're in our department. And so we have a plethora of assets and, and tools to use to show off, showcase really who we are. And I think the tools we do have really do represent us well. And so being able to set up a virtual tour is actually easier than setting up a, a true visit because there's no flight involved. And, and that's a kind of a barrier of cost and stuff. So by being able to do it so simple uh, with just simply a link, we're able to actually, I think, attract more kids uh, to Marquette and they maybe wouldn't have taken that trip, but now because they, they see the, the city and the incredible videos that represent what we have at Marquette and, now they want to take a trip out. And so for, I think it's something that's actually benefited us in a lot of ways. And, and we've learned a lot and uh, adapting to these times has, has led to a ton of growth. And, and we're, we're really excited about what we've been able to accomplish. You, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. You got ahead of me on my topics. When the fact that you met your wife here at Marquette, that really Marquette has become a family affair with, with your brother and, and, an athletic family, right, on both sides, for you and your wife, mm -hmm. brothers, sisters, I assume, cousins, everybody. <laughs> um, 
and bought a house in Shorewood. I mean, you're invested now in Marquette. We're looking at a second decade, I think. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, we, we just, we, like you said, we did just buy a house in Shorewood and we love it here. Um, and I, I have no intention on going anywhere. I'm going to be a coach in Marquette or I won't be a coach at all. And I'm really, really proud of uh, being affiliated in a small part of, of what we're doing here and, and really excited for the future. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to the kids we're bringing in, the kids we have on the team and, uh, and just kind of continue to develop. And, and we want to bring championships back to Marquette. And, and I think we're going to do that. Is one of the drawbacks for you as an Eagles fan uh, living in an area dominated by a team like the Green Bay Packers and their history and legacy? <laughs> That's a proper use of legacy, isn't it? <laughs> um, I brought a full circle, man. No, you know, the uh, you are talented, Scott, I will say. Uh, you know, the, uh, it's funny. Eagles fans have a certain reputation. And uh, I'm, no. we're not going to talk about this year with our team, but the people, the Green Bay Packers and, and their, their, uh, their fans are quite nice. And so it's not a tough contingent to live around. Uh, you know, they, they tend to wish me best of luck and uh, root for the Eagles just because they know I like them. And so I imagine if I lived in Dallas or anywhere else, it'd be a little bit different. But Packers fans, they're nice, man. But I'll never change my allegiance, that's for sure. Well, you do get some help, right? I mean, with all the guys you're getting from the East Coast, uh, there's got to be one or two Eagles fans and very passionate out there with the Giants and the Jets. And, you know, that's a whole other story. But then Stimmel's a Steelers guy, right? I mean, I know you guys love your banter, banter whether it be sports or other topic related, right? Yeah, Coach Stimmel and Coach Boyne, both uh, Steelers fans. The Eagles Steelers just played this past weekend. We got together for it. And uh, Coach Connolly, our volunteer, is an Eagles fan, so it was a two-on-two matchup. Um, the Eagles lost the one on TV, but if I imagine if we played in the backyard, Coach Connolly and I would take him the cake. Um, <laughs> but we do have a large Eagles contingent, and that's growing with more kids coming out from Philly. And, and uh, I remember just a couple years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we had a little bit of a Super Bowl party, and, and we had like – 18, 19 Eagles fans. It's just a really popular team. Everyone wants to root for them. You know, I, I think even you really love them. Uh, so if you're listening to this, root for the Eagles. You know, they, we're, we're going to have some championships in the future. Maybe this year, Super Bowl? Yeah, no. Well, we'll, we'll for sure be editing that part out. If, <laughs> you know, last question. I, I think and it's so hard. I mean, we don't know what next week, uh, let alone month or six months, but if, if you're looking back at uh, spring of 21 with what, with the team, I mean, what would you like to have seen? And, and this, I'm not talking about, you know, undefeated seasons, national title thing, but, and maybe it's the continued growth, but where, where do you want to be as a program at the end of, of spring after hopefully a season? That's a great question. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of coach speak that can answer that. Um, the simple answer for me is that we, we're really excited and proud of the guys who decided to come back and, and take on that extra year. Uh, the, the leadership with like Connor, guys like Connor McClellan and PD Hankhouse and PJ Cox. And, and so having them on board, we'd love to obviously have a 
fantastic season for those guys. And then you look at our young talent, guys like Mason Woodward and, and Zach Ranger, Devin Cowan, Chris Kirshner. And so those guys uh, theoretically get a year back. And so we want to see growth and, and continued development. And uh, the guys are clicking on uh, what Coach Stimmel and Coach Point and, and myself are, are teaching. And, and so we look at it as like a, kind of like a bonus year, you know, this past, this past season bonus experience. And so uh, I wish, I wish I couldn't give you a fluffy answer, but I, you know, I, no expectations. We want to just know that every game we, we go out and we put our best foot forward and, uh, and let the chips fall where they may. And know that in the meantime, we're just focusing on getting better and, and winning the day. Just like basketball says, right? Win every day or win the day. Yeah. Um, that, that's I, think, I think at the end of the day, that's all you can ask, right? Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. All right, Scott. It was great being on here. I appreciate you thinking. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast, which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and Go Marquette!